the painting's not for sale. At least not right now. Why is it outside propped up against something? <laughs> mad bitch. She's a mad fucking bitch. Oh, fucking hell. The man in the painting's buttons had all been done up before last night and that somehow Natalie had undone them. Twisted into pure seething rage, the moon shone through a gap in the curtains. And then, in horror... I saw it. He'd been hacked by something right across his back, deep enough that I could see bone. Oh, one-eyed midge. One-eyed midge. <laughs> Lovely. Okay, how how are you? Um, <coughs> Sarah, first of all, I'm so sorry. <laughs> One of the most revolting podcasts <laughs> we will ever do because I am she incredibly ill. I've got riddled. all the things. I've got. Do you know what? I've had. I've had a mad <clears throat> week. I've had a mad couple of weeks, and it's it's become obvious because I'm very very ill. I you don't just, need that just... measuring cup because that's stupid. So, uh, great. No, no, don't worry. Get your pharmacy out and get your down your beach. And... Please don't do that. Whilst I'm trying hurts, to be. It hurts so much. It hurts so what? much. I might cry. Oh, cry me a river, bitch. We are doing a Oh, podcast. the cameras are rolling and she's kicking up. Remember before when she's like, oh my God, are you okay? Can you tease us? Oh my God, are you, are you all right, babe? Are you all right? No, it's like, fucking workhorse. <laughs> Work perform you, whore. monkey. No, I'm fine to perform. I'm How are ready. you? Good. Yeah. Well, I'm glad because that's what we're doing. Oh, it's mended in it. Ugh. Is it? I think that's why I was sick, actually, on the road. Way here. So she's just downed some Beecham's all in one. So good. Okay, so okay, how we're, are in a, we're in a little box and you're riddled with the plague. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, no, you it. I, I do actually sympathise. I feel Thank a little you. bad for you and I hope you get better um, soon. Thanks so much. If you could say that with a little bit more <laughs> sincerity next time, that would be great. <laughs> do, no. do you want to move the Beecham's out of the shop? Before yes. Yeah, could you? <laughs> Yeah, get the pictures out of the shot. Um, so you've had a mad couple of weeks. You've been mm. burning that candle. Been burning the candle at both Oh, she's pissed. Lovely. Well, you know, this is episode three, baby. Episode three. We've come so far. I want to do that at the beginning of every episode. We have come so far. Episode three. Who'd have thought it? I know. Um, have you been haunted at all? Oh, my God. Creepy? Oh, my God. I needed to tell you something. Oh, my God. You'll what? never guess what happened to me this morning. Oh, my God. Shh. Right, you know I'm ill. What? You know I'm ill. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, are you? <laughs> Stop making me laugh at it. Right, I've been ill. So this morning, and I was so ill this morning, mm. and oh, no one's putting the heating on, the house was really cold. So I was like, I Lost need a bath. Heaven. I need a bath, right? Mm. So I get in the bath. I love baths. Love them. Mm. Loads of bubbles. I was like, because I woke up an hour earlier than I intended to, I was like, I'm going to have a bath. Mm-hmm. So I filled up the bath, got in the bath, and because I'm ill, I um, I wanted I wanted to go fo- like face first in the bath to, to make sure that my chest was covered in hot water. Right. Do you know what I mean? Because it'll then loosen... All of the muscles in my chest to make me feel better. Well, Susie, how have we predicted that I'm going to die? Okay, so you nearly drowned yourself I nearly in drowned. the bath. I fell asleep, face first, in the bath! I can't, I actually can't. This is it. incredible, isn't it? How that, bad's that? That is absolutely astounding. Yeah. You went face first in the bath. Astounding that I chose to go face <laughs> Quite sleepy. Yeah. Why did you do that? Because I, because I've just, because I've just explained, I've got quite a voluptuous, ample breast. Voluptuous. Is. Oh. is it voluptuous? I think so. Okay. Um, but if you I've want got... to call it voluptuous, I all right. Instead that. of voluptuous, what about fucking massive? <laughs> you got tetas. I've got a fucking massive chest, so they poke out of the water. So I have to like in oh, order to be like quite. <laughs> 
Are you about oh. to hock a lung up? Ooh, yeah. <laughs> so in order to... <laughs> Stop this it! Is, this is actually quite creepy. You're oh like... my God. Okay, so in order to like feel warmth on my chest, I went yes. face first and then got a bit sleepy because it was really hot. I was, I was, it felt really nice. Then I just was like... <laughs> I woke up and I was in the water. Bad, isn't it? <laughs> that's... Um... That's that's real silly, oh, Hannah. Me. Yeah, real silly. I know. And I woke up and I was really, I was really scared because I was like, oh my god, if I die of drowning, this is gonna be so embarrassing. That is creepy though, because I told mm. you that's how you were gonna die. I know, so I'm gonna have to be really careful. You really should be careful. Mm. No more baths unless they're with Barney, <laughs> not not you. Just haunted ghost story, Barney. Um, Barney, I need a bath. You know the rules. <laughs> Come on. Um, that I just you need to. Be better. <laughs> Thank you. Don't do that. No, I'm just try lie in the bath with your mm. tatas up. Yeah, and and just relax into yeah. it. Then you're less likely it's to very die. Very disappointing. Well, there we go. I've Gosh. survived the morning. Mm-hmm. It's nice. How about you? Have you been haunted? Uh, haven't been haunted. No. What have I been up to? We got our photos done. We've so we've got, got some promo we? photos yeah. done. Yeah. Um, Obviously, I you know when you like recoil in horror at your own mm. face, that happened for like a good hour. Yeah. Even I scrolled through them all and I was like. Oh, do you know what's scary for me is that I don't anymore. I think I'm wildly attractive. I mean, you are. It's bad though, isn't it? But that's good. That's where I need mm, to be at. Is it? Because I think I'm going too far the other way. No. I'll bring you down to Because I watched myself on TV the other day and I was like, do you know what? Quite hot. <laughs> Definitely would. Quite safe. Yeah. 10 out of 10. <laughs> would do again. Well, that's that's really healthy. That's good. Mm, until it becomes a bit of a problem. But for now, I'm all right. Well, if you start acting like a dickhead, I'll just tell you. Yeah, fine, good. So, Perfect. Okay, we've got I, that rule. I got your I back. think you would actually tell me. I think I, I think I probably would, wouldn't I? Yeah, okay. I don't doubt that. Um, right. Shall we kick it off with a story? Shall we kick it off with a story? Would you like um, me to go first or you to go you first? You can go first. Okay. You've got quite a longie, haven't you? I've got a longie. All right, so let's get that Let's get that done. Okay. Right. <laughs> Fucking get that out of the way. And uh, then we can crack on with the best bits, i.e. me. <laughs> Oh, no, okay, you're being a dickhead. No, I'm joking. Ah, stop it, stop it. Ah, ah. I can't, I can only laugh like that because it doesn't go deep. You look like a doll. I can't. <coughs> Fuck yeah. off. Fuck oh. off. Fuck off. Oh, Fuck off. God, I'm going to not take that personally. I love that jumper so much. Eat spaghetti to forgetty your regretty. Love it. Love it. <laughs> Um, it's a cartoon spaghetti always look really nice as well. Mm, I love like that one in um, what's it called <coughs> Lady and the Tramp. Mm. Good chat, Hannah. Okay, cool. Um... <laughs> Don't call me a comedian for nothing. Yeah, I love that spaghetti. Yeah, any other spaghettis? The meatballs I like the most. Yeah, I like a meatball. Okay, um, should we do? Are you ready? <laughs> yeah, I'm so ready. Is this creep that's going to creep the shit out of me? It's, to be honest, it's so fucking long that you might get a bit bored. Okay. But, um, I'm going to do my best to keep you interested. Okay. It's called, Don't You Find Me Beautiful? That's ironic, isn't it? Oh my God, this is like a moral tale for you. Uh-oh. Because I am beautiful. You are beautiful, but are you a bit Dorian Gray? Oh, that was a, that was really a know what that cultural means. reference. What does it mean? That right? is a book by Oscar Wilde about, oh my God, oh my God, this is so related to what I'm about to talk about. What? Just Google it later. Uh, I, could, I don't know. It's a book. Okay, here we go. Are you ready? Right. 
Brilliant. Yeah. Susie hasn't got a fucking clue. <laughs> yeah. She has to make herself sound cultured and then someone asks her a question. She's like, fuck off, I don't know. I did GCSE. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> I went to fucking school, okay? <laughs> Education. I've got a new painting hanging in my study and it's the most beautiful thing I own. I debated a lot on whether I should play it safe and chuck the thing into the fireplace. I knew that if what the previous owner had told me was true, then this painting was now among the most dangerous thing to ever enter my possession. I heard about this content sale located on a country estate a few hours from me. I brought my dog Midge along. Thank Thanks to her blind eye. Honestly, Lynn will never leave us alone. <laughs> Lynn needs to cut Lynn needs to just stop taking eyes. I know, poor Midge. Oh, one-eyed Midge. One-eyed Midge. <laughs> She sounds like a woman that lives on the... Do you know what I mean? Yeah, he's short. Like the shoe. Um, yeah, she's so short. Oh, come on. That was because oh, it's short was... for midget, isn't it? <laughs> That's not PC. Oh, that is disgusting of me. And you shouldn't have brought that up. <laughs> Sorry, midget's blind eye. Ah, oh, this is fucking... This is going to be a shit show. <laughs> Thanks to her blind eye, the yellow-furred mutt has a good sense for spotting things with a paranormal tinge. She trotted by my side as we passed the expected debris of the sale, like furniture, silverware and DVDs, all without a discernible reaction from Midge. I was about to call it a day and head back home by the time we reached a painting propped up on an old dresser. Before Midge even began to growl, the painting had me mesmerised. It's a portrait with no signature or date. Framed within gold is a chamber featuring black curtains, a mahogany desk upon which a raven is perched, and a potted tree with gold and silver fruit growing on its crooked branches. At the desk sits a young man who, well, he's not easy to describe, or rather any description I can add will fail to do justice to him. I can tell you he has midnight blue eyes. I can tell you he's wearing a fine navy suit with gold buttons. I can't describe him, but absolutely <clears throat> are. But I'm oh. going to fucking go for it. Yeah. yeah. I can tell you he has long ink black locks and fair skin, we'll do it, a sharp then. jawline and all that jazz. But none of these details can fully impart the otherworldly aura he exudes. This no. guy's pissing me off already. Yeah, I know. What a melt. <laughs> I can't tell him that he's got long blood. Just fucking tell me then. Well, shag him then. Shag him, yeah. Get fucking a room. Obvious. Is it a man? I've assumed it is just because they're winding me up. Yeah, it is a man. Yeah, classic. Classic. None of them can describe how completely his appearance just arrests your attention. It's like getting to see a star up close. I've never been the type to care about someone's looks, but even I found myself unable to tear my gaze away. Gaze. You what, away? Gaze. 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 Tear my gaze. Oh, eyes. I thought you meant gay man. <laughs> I couldn't take the gaze away from him. <laughs> gaze. I guess. <laughs> no, yeah, but now I'm just thinking that. It's mm. really funny. Midge broke the spell with a sharp, vicious bark in the painting's direction. I looked away from the painting to see her glaring up at it with her ears flattened and fangs bared. She growled again at it, and I knew this painting must be something special. Is your dog all right? A young woman asked, taking a step farther from Midge. Oh, yeah, she does it all the time, I said with a dismissive wave of my hand as Midge barked at the painting again. The woman seemed unconvinced. She looks ready to bite or something. Oh, no, she wouldn't hurt a fly. She's obviously not a fan of this, I said, jerking my head in the painting's directions. But I am. I don't see a price tag on it, though. The woman glanced away, awkwardly tucking a strand of hair behind her ear. <laughs> what? Oh, it's a lot of fucking What do you words. mean? <laughs> the painting's not for sale. 
At least not right now. Why is it outside propped up against something? <laughs> mad bitch. She's a mad fucking bitch. Oh, fucking hell. You haven't thought this... Because it, it is a garden. It is a car boot. However yeah. you want to call it. Country estate. Country estate content. It's there. a car boot. <laughs> yeah, it is. Why is it outside? I think secretly she wants to get rid of oh, it. Oh, fuck off. <clears throat> I'm trying to, I hate these people. I'm trying to talk my brother into letting me sell it, but he's dead set that I store it in a vault or something. He's not very stable right now. I think he'll change his mind eventually once it clears. I nodded at the painting. Honestly, I really only want this. You sound pretty sure your brother will give it up anyway. There's got to be a price you'd be willing to pay for it. I don't know. He's he's weird about it, to put it lightly. What? So who's? But hang on. He's there's a price you're willing to pay for. Sorry, it. I got that wrong. Willing to part with it. Okay. For. <laughs> I was trying uh, sorry, to sorry, cut sorry, down sorry. words. No, sorry. It's so yeah. Long. No, no, no. Just, yeah. Just, no, I get it. Okay. So she's she's got the painting. He wants the painting. Fine. Yeah. And she's trying to get rid of it because she's like, I want it gone. But. I the thought brother, she said the she brother wants take. to put it in a vault. Oh, have I got that wrong? Yeah, but why is she like, oh, you, it's just not, if, if she wants to get rid of it, why is she not just giving it to him? Because I'd be like, there you go then. Fuck off. Wait, it's coming. All the more reason to get it out of his life. I folded my arms. The conversation had only served to heighten my interest. From the sounds of it, the seller's brother had quite a story tied to the painting and I was itching to hear it. Could I maybe meet with him directly and talking, talk him into selling it? What would you say to 4,000 plus another 300 to point me towards your brother? Oh. Her eyes went wide at the number and I knew I'd had her. That's pretty good, isn't it? Four grand. Four grand. Yeah, this guy's not fucking about a car boot, is he? Four grand, though, car boot. Yeah, it's quite a lot, isn't it? I got my audience with the previous owner of the painting, whom I shall refer to here as Vincent. I recorded Vincent as he recounted his story to me and transcribed it here for you all. What follows is Vincent's account of how the painting destroyed his life. Okay. If you want to hear my side of the story, I'm more than happy to tell it again. I do, that's why I'm here. Yeah, I know. There's so much of it. Fuck off, Vincent. Why is everyone in their story a prick? They are. You can believe it or not believe it, but I'm telling you, and you've, if you've got enough brain cells to rub together, you'll know exactly what I told my sister to do and bury it. Wow. Anyway, here's what you need to know. There were four of us sharing the house. There was me, my girlfriend Natalie, and our two mates from uni, Andrew and Mike. It's a good size, plenty of room, so we didn't get on each other's nerves. We all got along well, and it would have stayed that way if Andrew hadn't brought that painting into the house. He loved old antique shit for some reason. He'd save up, go out and buy something to decorate the house, like a tall wooden clock, a vase or a bunch of flowers. Anyway, for weeks he'd been saying we didn't have enough art in the house and that our walls were too bare, whatever that means. He'd go, we really need to hang something in the living room. And I'd be like, yeah, you. Fuck off. (laughs) Are these all mates? Yeah. Well, one day, Andrew finally did something about it. He sauntered in during dinner with this massive painting wrapped up in canvas paper looking pleased with himself. We were all in the living room eating pizza, watching TV. He turns it off and plants the wrapped up painting in front of us, in front of it for all of us to see. You're not going to believe what I just got from the jumble sale, he said, starting to unwrap the painting for five quid. I should have figured something was off then and there. He was too excited, feverish. He gets all the wrapping off and we see it's some kind of portrait fancy dressed guy sitting in his room well I don't have to describe it you know what it looks like like I've never been a big art person but I could tell it's a decent painting and quite pretty to look at I didn't like the guy in it though he had all the ingredients to be good looking but something about him ruined it for me that's all you needed to say in the beginning that was it. I know sorry, but that yeah was I, we could cut all of that and get to here maybe the smug look on his face yeah that's actually it 
That's why I didn't like oh, it. Oh, do you know what? I fucking hate smugness. Yeah. It's one of the most annoying things. Mm. A smug person is just... Yeah, you want to... The worst. Yeah, punch I it up their face. rip their goddamn heads off and shove it up their arm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, she does not like smug. Like smug. Yeah. Smug can get in the bin. Mm. Which is where I live. Um... <clears throat> Body's face, like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> um, yeah, that's actually it. <coughs> that's why I didn't like it. He looked fucking smug, but I was in the minority. Everyone else loved it. Oh my god! Natalie's hand flew to her mouth, and she practically melted staring at it. It's gorgeous. No way you got that for a fiver, right? Andrew beamed. I couldn't believe it either. It's beautiful. He's beautiful, Mike gushed, pointing at the guy in the painting. Who is it in the portrait? Was he like a lord or something? No idea. I asked the lady running the sale. She found it in her mum's attic and decided to sell it. I looked away from the painting, unable to stand the slimy grin on the guy's face. Maybe just hang it in your room. I don't know if I want it in the living room. Natalie shot me a look. Are you joking? It's like a Renaissance painting. We have to have it up. No, I'm not joking, Natalie. I think Natalie... Is really annoying. I think everyone in this story. Everyone's is really annoying. Yeah, they are, aren't they? It's not just me. Everyone's a dick. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. It's too showy, I said. But I already knew I was fighting a losing battle. My housemates were staring at this thing like it was the second fucking coming of Jesus. Let's put it to a vote. Andrew grinned and raised his hand. All in favour of hanging this in the living room? Raise your hand. Three hands up in the air. I could have sworn the dandy bastard in the painting looked even smugger. Dandy bastard, you dandy. dandy. But what's dandy mean? Dandy, like a dandy, isn't that like quite posh, posh old school lord? Like, what dandy mean? It's like an old school playboy kind of thing. Oh, old school dandy. Oh, we don't need boys. We don't like them, especially not dandy ones. No. Um, I headed off to bed, not knowing that, not even knowing that we just had the last truly normal day of our lives. Things started to change once the painting was hung. It started small. I noticed the others kept waking up more tired than normal. Bags under their eyes, glassy expressions. They'd walk around in the mornings, dazed and distracted. At first, I chalked it up to the stress of exams coming up since they were much more studious than I was. But then I noticed they weren't really studying, like I'd see them getting books and notes and gathering in the living room, like they would for a study session, but when I'd walk in a bit later, they'd be sitting in silence, looking at the painting. I'd have to say something to snap them out of it or get them to open their books. They all started finding excuses to be in the living room. Natalie would suddenly be struck by the urge to hoover the room and then just stand there letting the machine run while she stared at the man in the painting. Mike would go in during the evenings to watch a film and never even switch the TV on. Andrew went to take a picture of it for a friend and ended up taking hundreds until his phone told him he used up all his storage. They would look at the painting for hours on end. It was eerie. And it was uncomfortable for me because I'd go to look at the thing and I just couldn't see what they see. I'd look for the masterpiece they were apparently seeing and just see some bloke whose lights I wouldn't mind punching out. I especially didn't like the way Natalie was with it. What you have to know is that we're the type of couple that was always in sync, really made for each other, even after a year of being together. Nat- oh, I didn't realise they were together. Yeah. Oh, well, I'll just make it. Well, yeah, he's probably getting a bit jealous, isn't he? He is, he is. Because Natalie's having a little... She likes the dandy. Yeah, sticking it in the wank she bang. She likes the dandy. She's going to be thinking about him while they're banging. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, which is grim. Um, even after a year of being together, Natalie always lit up whenever I walked into the room. <laughs> All right, he's the smoke one. Thought you meant smoking. <laughs> she always. All right, babe. On fire. <laughs> Need yourself a cigarette. You're stressing me out. 
suddenly, when she'd go from looking at the painting to seeing me, I'd catch a flash of disappointment in her face. One night, Natalie woke me up. This was not an easy thing to do because I used to eat melatonin like there were sweets and sleep the sleep of the dead. I'd barely even dream, just conk out until the morning. But Natalie was loud enough to wake even me. She was talking in her sleep. Let me just see. Oh. Just touch. Let me just see. Why is she like an old crone? She kept repeating it and it was freaking me out. <clears throat> so I shook her awake. Her eyes flew open as I was leaning over her and there it was again, that flash of disappointment. I told her she was talking in her sleep, saying weird shit. Oh, sorry, she said, but she didn't sound sorry. If anything, she sounded annoyed that I'd woken her up. Oh, shit. Oh, it's you again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Skip to the morning. I'm the last one up. I go downstairs to the kitchen. Uh, Mike's in the living room, obviously, one fucking guess as to what he's doing, staring <coughs> at the painting again. This puts me in an even shittier mood. I walked over and joined him. I waved my hands in front of his eyes. What's going on, Mike? <laughs> yeah. You're going to marry it? Very good. Very good. <laughs> should, I, should I break the news to Lucas and send him packing? Huh? Oh, no, Mike blinked. He was still staring at the painting, but something was different in the way he was looking. He pointed at it. It's just it's something different. Something seems different about him. Do you think all these people are looking at the picture because they want to bang him? Yeah. This guy's like... And the guy's the only straight man... Oh, so what, this, this bloke yeah, who's the rating? Yeah, because he's gay, he? Yeah. So he, he likes men. And his girlfriend, like, do you think they all just want to fuck? This is the downfall of the straight white They, they want to have a big fuck. <laughs> yeah, and he just, just can't. Big, painty mm. fuck. Yeah, and he's just Sexy, impotent. all these sexy ghost stories. Yeah, well, we're finding that. <laughs> like, yeah, everything's sexy. I noticed that two top buttons on his shirt were undone and you could see his collarbone. Fuck, you're right. I didn't know what to think, what to say. I was the one staring at this stupid thing 24-7, but I remembered what he looked like, but he was buttoned up. I was sure of it. Finally, Mike goes, Mandela effect or something, I guess. I don't know what that is. What's the Mandela effect? Um, so the Mandela effect comes from, it was like, um, it's when a portion of the population believes something, like loads of people believed that Nelson Mandela had died with no reason to have, like, believe it. Like it had never been on the news or anything, but loads of people thought so it was tons dead. of people believing in like conspiracy theories. Um, it's not a conspiracy theory; it's just believing something but not knowing why you believe it. Oh shit! Okay, but how was that? How? Was, uh... So, my... but if you remember that the thing was buttoned up and now it's not. So he goes Mandela effect. We must be remembering it wrong. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's it. But I didn't feel convinced. I tried to keep it cool. But I left the house that morning more freaked out and more furious than I think I'd ever been because I was holding two ideas in my head. One, the Mandela effect bullshit that I was desperately trying to convince myself was the case. And two, that the man in the painting's buttons had all been done up before last night and that somehow Natalie had undone them. Things were icy between me and Natalie the next few days. An unspoken accusation hung in the air whenever we were together. It didn't help that every time I passed the painting, it felt like he was grinning right at me mocking me with those two undone buttons. Mandela effect, I kept telling myself, it's all in your head. Here's where things really ramped up, really went to hell. Mike had this boyfriend, Lucas. Great guy, I really liked him. No bullshit, easygoing type. Great all round and great for Mike. I remember the fucking relief I felt <coughs> when Lucas needed a place to crash for the week and he sauntered in behind Mike that day. It felt like a breath of fresh air to have someone there who didn't have anything to do with the painting. In walks fucking Andrew and inviting Lucas to see something in the living room. I swear to God, I could have punched his teeth out at that moment. 
Natalie was already in the living room, staring like always. Andrew led us three in. He made a beeline to the painting. <coughs> Andrew showed it off to Lucas, told him the whole story. I stood behind him as he looked at the painting, waiting with sick dread for him to get that same foggy glaze in his eyes. And the others did when they looked at it. Instead, he shrugged at it. I guess it's all right. It's not really my thing, if I'm honest. I don't know. The guy in it looks Everyone kind of wants to fuck weird. It. <laughs> yeah. The only ones that don't want to fuck it aren't attracted to men. Everybody wants to fuck the painting right in the mouth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they do. Figured it out. There was that relief again. Finally, someone normal. I laughed and went, glad someone else sees it. The others tried arguing with him. No way, you can't be serious. It's like the Mona Lisa, all that shit. Finally, Mike looked between Lucas and the painting, all wide-eyed, and went, come on, you're crazy, just look at him. He's got to be the most beautiful man in the world. Lucas turned his back on the painting and winked at Mike. That'd be you, actually. Now let's take our stuff to the room. Oh. He and Mike walked off. Mike was smiling from ear to ear. Andrew and Natalie looked stunned by Lucas's indifference, but I was over the moon. Finally, someone saw what I saw in that stupid painting, nothing worth anything. I glanced over my shoulder at the painting. The painted man's grin wasn't as wide as I'd seen before. In fact, it almost looked like a sneer. Uh-huh. Time goes by, right? And Lucas is living in the flat. Right. And he's down in the living room. Lucas nodded at me. He smirked at the painting as he pulled a cigarette from his pack. <laughs> from his cigarette pack. Okay. Anyway. Uh, you're a nicer housemate than me. No one, and I mean no one, could convince me to hang this ugly motherfucker in my living No, room. I completely fucking agree with that. Yeah, we like Lucas. I laughed. The painting had made the atmosphere of the house feel so dark and heavy since it showed up and it was a relief to hear someone joke about it. Believe me, I was outvoted. Lucas chuckled and jammed the cigarette in the painted man's directions. direction. I don't know why they love this so much. I sighed, heavy. <coughs> I thought so of Natalie upstairs, so distant from me now. We hadn't so much as kissed in days. It was like we were strangers to each other. I don't get it either. Well, it is what it is. I'm going to head out for a smoke, maybe take a walk. I'll catch you in the morning before I go. He nodded at the painted man with a smirk. See ya, you ugly twat. Jesus Christ. I mean, there's no need for that. Yeah, well, Lucas. I like Lucas. I like Lucas. Yeah, like, oh, ugly twat. Ugly twat. Um, Lucas left the garden. I threw my duvet onto the sofa and I went to turn off the lights. At this point, he's sleeping downstairs because he can't bear sleeping next to Natalie. And there. next to a train. Uh-huh. It's going by. The mo- uh, Lucas left the garden. I threw my duvet onto the sofa and went to turn off the lights. The moment I did, I caught a glimpse of the painted man's face. In the brief flash of light to dark, his face seemed to contort. <coughs> it had twisted into pure, seething rage. My blood ran cold. My heart skipped a beat as I switched the light back on. When I did, the painting was just the same as before. Same grin. I stared at it another moment before I felt brave enough to switch the lights off again. Just in your head, just in your head. I didn't see Lucas the next morning. None of us did. We filed a missing person's report. What, after like six hours? No. Um, this goes... I'm trying to... Basically, I'm trying to cut it down because right. this guy does go on. Um, it didn't come It didn't come as a shock when I tell you that Lucas didn't call back. He never came home. No one could lo- locate him or get hold of him. After that, we filed a missing person's report. Nothing I said or did com- comforted Mike. He started skipping classes, spending more time in his room. Then late one night... I was walking through the hall and heard noises coming from his room. I opened the door just a crack and looked inside. He was wanking at the painting. Yeah. No, there he was talking in his sleep, not wanking. It says talking, Um, just like the others. Um, He was saying, Not beautiful enough. I'm not beautiful enough. 
God, they're so creepy. Mike started waking up with strange marks around his neck. Angry, dark purple ones. Even when he'd just been asleep, he always looked like he'd been weeping for hours. He'd fallen into near silence, but the few times he did speak, his voice was hoarse and raw. And Natalie, she couldn't get close enough to the painting during her handful of waking hours. Gaunt and glassy-eyed, I saw her press her hands and face gently against the canvas. Like she thought she kept trying, she could fall into it. It was around this time things went beyond thinking I was imagining things. Before I had been able to come up for explanations for all the weirdness. Misremembering, stress over exams, stress over Lucas, but I couldn't anymore. The excuses fell away one by one until all that was left was the painting, the man inside it. Every time my eyes met his, I knew, I knew he was the cause of all this. I took it off the wall and threw it into the bin. (laughs) Why did I just snore? (laughs) 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 hoping it would be picked up before any of the others could wake up and stop me. Yeah, good. Next day, it was right back on the wall, scavenged. Some guys on my course were throwing a bonfire party on the weekend (laughs) and I decided that was my opportunity. The night night before the bonfire, I was lying wide awake on the sofa around 1am. I wasn't falling asleep easy like usual. I was just lying there in the dark. House was silent. All I could hear was the faint murmurings of my housemates from all directions like ghosts haunting the rooms. The moon shone through a gap in the curtains. And then, in horror, I saw it. An empty black canvas. Nothing. He was gone. The hairs stood at the back of my neck. Someone was in the room with me. That's when I heard it. A low chuckle coming from the corner of the room. I froze as I saw the man from the painting walk closer. Fuck off. That nasty grin plastered on his face. In the dim lamplight of the room, he looked like a demon. Although, do you know what? I'm imagining with pantaloons on. <laughs> <laughs> like and a right pan- old dandy. Yeah, yeah, like a, like a dandy and pantaloons. <laughs> oh, that's scary. Isn't yeah, it? just trying to come on to him. As yeah, he's on yeah, the sofa. yeah. Oh my God, there you are in your pantaloons. <laughs> Stay away from me. Tell me honestly, Vincent. Tell me what they all tell me. What they've always told me. The painted man leaned in, serious. Don't you find me beautiful? <coughs> Very incredibly low self-esteem. I think, I said, slowly raising my hand to my mouth, that you are by far the ugliest person I've ever laid my eyes on. All right. I had an I had just enough time to see the dark, unbridled rage twist his face before I bit down on my hand as hard as I could in case I was dreaming. The pain shot through me, but I kept biting until the world around me blurred. I opened my eyes to find my real life teeth clamped around my hand so real hard. Real life teeth. His real life teeth. <laughs> Unlike his my dentures. real life teeth. These are my real life teeth clamping around my hand. <laughs> Just my real life teeth. I sat up and spat out the blood. The first thing I did was grab my phone and flick on the flashlight. I pointed it straight at the painting. <coughs> he was back. He still wore the rage-filled scrawl. <laughs> Brilliant. Scrawl! <laughs> scowl. Thank you. He still wore the rage-filled scowl. His canines bared like a rabid dog. He was standing upright, staring right at me. 
I was done. No more waiting for the bonfire. I wanted the others out of that bastard's claws that very second. I turned on all the lights. I went room to room and shook them all away, yelling in their ears, dragging them one by one out of the beds and to the kitchen until they were all gathered round the kitchen table. They glared at me. I need you all to listen to me. We need to get rid of that painting. He's ruining our lives. He's a parasite, draining you of everything until there's nothing left. He's not going to be happy until he has every last bit of your time, your attention. Are you willing to give up your entire lives for this painting? I couldn't agree more. They were quiet for a long time. So what do we do? Natalie asked. He'll never let us go. No, but we're going to let him go, I said. We end this down in the basement in the fireplace. Andrew's eyes went wide as plates. Plates. (laughs) Fireplace? I don't want to torture him. Don't worry, he'll burn fast, I said. Mike looked up at me then. He'd been silent almost the entire time. His eyes were red and watery. He said very quietly, I don't want to be alone. We all agreed to do it then and there. Natalie, Andrew and Mike headed down to the basement to start the fire. I went to the shed to grab some extra wood. As I picked up the bundled wood with all the lights of the house glowing at my back, I felt like a huge weight had been lifted off my back. Everything was finally going to be okay again. I've replayed this moment in my head a million times. The first thing I noticed when I stepped into the living room was the painting. He disappeared. The second thing was the screaming from the basement. I dropped the wood and bolted down to the basement. When I reached the last step, I tripped over something that was splayed on the floor, which sent me falling face first. I looked over to find what had tripped me was Andrew. He was limp and bloody, bent like a broken doll. He'd been hacked by something right across his back, deep enough that I could see bone. There was a second that I couldn't move, couldn't even scream, just paralysed by shock. I scrambled to my feet. There he was, right by the fireplace, same fancy suit, although it was now soaked through with Andrew's blood. He had our wood axe in a death grip, despite Mike's desperate attempts to yank it out of his hands. Natalie was at the man's feet, shaking like a leaf, hands over her head. I rushed and joined Mikey in trying to take the painted man down, but he was strong. I slammed him to him, and he didn't budge an inch. It was like hitting a wall. He backhanded me so hard it sent me to the floor again. He then turned and shook off Mike as easy as a horse shaking off a fly. Another swift movement, and he'd swung the axe clean through Mike's neck. I doubt they'll ever get the blood off the walls. Oh, my God. Again, I forced myself up and rushed the painted man. So is he dead? Mike's dead. Oh, fuck. Mike's defo dead. Screaming loud enough to wake the dead, the man caught me by the throat. He shot me a slow, nasty grin as he squeezed just enough to hurt, just enough to make me gasp for air, but not enough for me to lose consciousness. He wanted to see him. He wanted me to see him deliver the killing blow to Natalie. He wanted me to see them all die. As Natalie went limp, he turned to me. You did this, Vincent. Yeah, but Natalie seemed like a bit of a bitch anyway. Get rid of Natalie. Yeah, fuck her. You poisoned them against me, he said, squeezing my throat. You're to blame and you'll pay the price. Then he squeezed harder and everything went black. It's nearly over, by the way. I don't remember who called the police One of the neighbours who heard all the screaming I'm sure I came to when they broke in The wood axe had been tucked into my hands There was no sign of forced entry Just me, the last one alive With mild injuries that could be easily explained As the result of my victim's self-defence I can't blame them for jumping to the conclusion they did They found Lucas's body after taking me in Sweeping the area He'd been struck in the neck with what appeared to be an axe as well, then buried with his motorcycle in the woods. Shout, shout back to Barney behind the house. They pinned his murder on me too. I was angry for a long time, I still am, but what can I do? No one's ever going to believe me. It's, being, it's no use being mad at the system. 
but I'll never stop being mad at that man in the painting. He cost me everything. You'll be safer if you burn him, that's true, but being buried alive is what he deserves. If there's not going to be any justice for me, there should be for him. This is back to the guy who spoke yeah. to Yeah, so who is he in the story? He says, this is how it ends, Listener, I have not buried the painting. I know that sounds bad, given what you've just heard, but I couldn't know, just from sitting with him at a mental asylum, if Vincent's story was true. After my meeting with Vincent, I hung the painting in my study. For what it's worth, he looks stunning, next to my taxidermy collection. I've taken to calling him Pretty Boy. Oh my God. This sounds like, oh my God, he's a murderer. Pretty Boy popped in for a visit while I was dreaming that night. The room was just as it was in the painting. Pretty boy was leaning oh, on the desk, staring at me expectantly, almost desperately. Tell me, he said, do you find me beautiful? Yes. Yes, I do. I find the that. end. That, I find that. Minging. That's minging, isn't it? Absolutely gross. Oh. And took about seven hours to tell, so I'm... It's so that, no, it's that, blo- that you can't... He was, he was weirder than the ghost. My favourite bit was when he was in the living room out of the painting. Yeah, yeah, that creeped me out. The chuckle. Why are you chuckling? Yeah. So sorry. Barry chuckle. Oh, <coughs> let it out. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> no, that was that was creepy. That was creepy, yeah, actually, that quite bit. quite creepy. I don't like any of the characters. Uh, only Lucas, really. I he wasn't was sympathetic right to any of them. No, I couldn't give a fuck. When uh, NASA was about to die, I was like, yeah, fair. Yeah, I wanted... You just, you're just a waste, NASA. That's quite aggressive, isn't it? <laughs> you're a waste. You're a waste of a life. Um, but they did all die. Um, Great. Lucas, the best one, dead. So, yeah. That's anyway, have you got a story? I've got a really short little one, but I found it really, really creeped me out. Okay, so I'm gonna, yes, it's probably going to take me a minute to tell you. Um, okay, here we go. It hasn't got a name, so uh, we're going to call it The Dolly. Yeah. Okay, you ready? Mm-hmm. A little girl named Penny Warren was given a small doll by her parents. The doll was a gift from her great auntie who had passed on. Penny was instantly unnerved by the doll, which had nasty little black eyes that seemed to follow her around the room. <laughs> Why did I pause so weirdly then? I liked it. And a sinister grin on her face. Nevertheless, Penny had to accept the doll, as she was well brought up and didn't want to upset her parents by refusing to take it. Her parents told her that the doll's name was Arabella, which made Penny even more afraid of it. It just made it seem more human. Even so, it was just a doll. But to put her mind at rest, Penny hid Arabella into the little cupboard under the stairs, under some boxes where her parents wouldn't see her. It wasn't until a few nights later, when Penny was lying in bed, that she heard a noise, like a shuffling sound that went on for about five minutes, then a brief dragging noise, and finally, a scuttling noise like little footsteps running very fast. Penny was paralysed with fear, her knuckles turning white from clutching her blanket. Then she heard a voice, like a soft and eerily childlike voice, quiet enough not to wake her parents. Penny always slept with the door open and the lamp on in the hall, as she was a little scared of the dark. Therefore, she could hear more through the open door. Penny heard the voice say, Penny, I'm on the first step. I remember this from Yeah. And then a loud, scrabbly noise again, as whatever was speaking had apparently turned around and returned to wherever it had come from. 
and little Penny didn't sleep a wink that night, but laid in fear until the break of dawn when her mother normally gets her up for school and when she tried to explain what had happened, her mum just passed her off as a bad dream. Classic parenting. Bad parenting. <laughs> if your children says there's a ghost, there's a fucking ghost, all right? There is. There's a ghost and there's a possessed doll. That's that's all there Get is to it. That's why I'm not having any kids. Because they seem to bring them in. <laughs> not doing it. As long as it goes, of course the fucking is, because you're a really little shit. Yeah. Sorry. They, that was... they know, they know. <laughs> this is such an aggressive ending. The next night, Penny fought against sleep, but eventually drifted off, only to be woken again by the sinister voice. Penny, I'm on the fifth step. <gasps> Penny was crying by now, and again she didn't sleep that night. The next night, Penny decided to shut her bedroom door and reluctantly slept without the light on. Just as she was about to doze, Penny heard the voice. Penny, I'm on the top step. (gasps) Penny knew that her door was closed, but she was still terribly afraid. Her heart pounding, she slowly got up to investigate. She screamed. Penny's parents found her body at the bottom of the stairs. They guessed she was on her way to the bathroom without switching on the hall light and had fallen down the stairs and broken her neck. It's <laughs> a lie, isn't it? I wasn't expecting this, actually, if I was. Arabella, the favourite family doll. Well, I mean, favourite. Uh, the favourite family doll was found beside her. Smiling. The end. Oh, very good. Nice, no, said it? That little little one, but very, very, Penny, very, very, yeah, very creepy. Yeah, that's it. That's the one. That's the fucking one. I used to love those. Did we hate it? It's creepy, isn't it? Very creepy. Okay, I'm quite excited for this one. Mm. Um, It's one of the less... um, I haven't got as many details, but I feel like we've gone... uh, I don't... To be quite honest, I don't know where we're going to go after this because I think it's the most... To the pub? ...mad shit I've ever heard. Do you know that 10 years ago, Kesha... Slept with a ghost. She shagged a ghost. Oh. Kesha shagged a ghost. Really? Yeah. Is Can she... you believe? Kesha. I'm sorry. This what's the, her most famous song? Um, she does that TikTok. Uh, well, you know where we where we're in my singing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. She does that song about Jack Daniels as well or something. Mm. But she wrote a song called Supernatural, which is about her shagging a ghost. Oh, I love this. Um, so here are the details. Um, basically, there's a there's an interview out there with, with Conan. I don't know, I think it's this American person. Anyway, there's an interview out there. Basically, in this interview, she was talking about her new album. And this was like 2012. She got Iggy Pop on it. And, and this guy who was interviewing was like, how the fuck did you manage to get all these people? Well, this is just a bit of a backstory to what a creepy bitch she is. Um, she said she got Iggy Pop to do it because she stalked him. What? And then the guy who's interviewing like, stalked him? And she was like, yeah, stalked him until he said yes. Ha <laughs> ha, <laughs> Just fucking followed him around for years. She also broke into Prince's home. Allegedly. Sorry, allegedly. I thought someone broke into Kesha's flat. Well, I don't know. They're all brave. They're all doing some weird she, shit in she Hollywood, was the OG they, to be honest. Burglar. I think it was hers. She you know she's also asked fans, asked her fans to send in a tooth. Have you heard this? Yeah, didn't she make a necklace? Out she's made a headdress. She, she was going to make a necklace. She's made a headdress and she's currently, well, she was at the time making a bra. Really? Yeah, out of teeth. That's fucking disgusting. But it's also, minging, that's quite, is that quite like 90s Angelina Jolie blood vials around your neck? Like, no. Is that a bit of a like... Random people's teeth? Oh, that's disgusting. 
No, thank you. Mm-mm. On my on my nipples. To be fair, though, she's, and Amer- my head. she's American, right? The two places I don't want teeth. <laughs> yeah. On my head and on my nips. Mm. Oh, and the mat- there's no support there. There's going to be zero support for her titties. Oh, that's a horrible word, isn't it? Titties. Oh, we're doing that again. Gross. Just been a bit sick in my mouth. Um. Anyway, so the person's interview is like, so also, uh, apparently, you've shagged your guest. And she's like, yeah, I went to the bone zone. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I went to the bone zone. Which I think is very funny anyway, with the ghost, which it is brilliant, isn't it? I went to the bone zone with the ghost. Um, she doesn't know who the ghost is. Uh, she calls it a he, but then in other sources, I've heard that she also calls it a woman sat at the end of the bed, so whatever. Mm. Um, we, you know, it's 2022. Sure, Kesha. Sure. You, can, you can bone whichever ghost you like, babe. Yeah. As long as it's consensual. Obviously. <laughs> um, she doesn't know who the ghost is, but he was in her house and started caressing her. Mm. Uh, she said it was very sexy. Okay. And that's kind of it, really. It's so kind of all like the a... same information from it, from all the other That's all she's ever said about it. But in the song Supernatural, she also talks about shagging a ghost. Mm. So it's a bit like a wet <coughs> dream, isn't it? I think it's probably a wet dream, yeah. Yeah. And she's just. Who hasn't had a wet dream? Who hasn't? Anyone? I think I've had more wet dreams as an adult than I have as a teenager. Really? Yeah. No. Yeah, I promise you. Not like, it's not every night. It's not every day I'm mopping up the bed. Mopping. You're a fucking wronging. (laughs) What? Mopping the mattress. Mopping the mattress. Get me that mop again. (laughs) I've woken, I've awoken from my slumber. (laughs) I'd like the mop. (laughs) I came everywhere. From my bodily fluids. Fucking spunked my night away, didn't I? I hope my mum doesn't listen to this on this too. Oh, don't listen. (laughs) But then, um... What's the female version of a wet dream? Is it the same you know, thing? Or having an orgasm. Is it that? Yeah. So, what is it? do we call it something different for women? No, I don't, anyway. Not what I'm afraid to my wet dreams. <laughs> so I wet, I used to have a good night's sleep. Yeah, yet another wet dream. It's every goddamn night. In my head, you've just wet the bed. <coughs> um, I mean, I might have just wet. I have wet the bed as an adult as well. Have you? Yeah, well, I've wet myself a few times. I think. I don't think my pelvic floor is what it should be. To be honest. <laughs> every time so, I cough, every time exercising. I cough now, there is a little bit of wee. Is there a little puddle? Yeah, head? and I've got like blue trousers on. It's probably not a good look, is it? Great. Anyway, let's zoom in. See what she's done. <laughs> <laughs> that was a wet. It's a wet dream, guys. This well, I'd like. I'd quite like to. Uh, find the undead with you. Ah, oh, shall we? Yeah. Shall we try and find the shall undead? Should we dim the lights? So, Hannah, don't peek. Sorry, I'm sorry. Peeky, peeky Lynn. Okay, um, Hannah. Yeah. I'm going to play a game with you. Okay. And we're going to speak to some spirits. Okay. Woo! This is called Red Book. Red Book is a paranormal game from Mexico. <laughs> from Mexico. you Because you do that accent quite well. Maybe we don't Mexico. Oh, God. Where you use a book to contact a spirit who will answer questions and divine the future. It's also known as El Juego del Libro Rojo. Oh, my God. Thank you. Incredibly racist El, again. No, it's not. I'm just doing some fucking Spanish. You can't do accents. The game of the red book. Apparently. Okay, I can. Um, To play the game, you need a hardcover red book without pictures. Fucking hell, where did you pull that from? Just so you can see. Without pictures, but I only like books with pictures in. Okay, here we go. Um, I found this in a charity shop deep in a basement. Today? No, but a while ago, and I wanted it. 
Right. And I didn't know why, and now it's become clear oh. why I wanted it in my book I'd call collection. that maroon. Okay. I mean, listen, it doesn't say El Juego, El Juego del Libro Maroon, does it? It says Rojo, which means red. And that is off red. Off, it's a version of red, fine. Um, okay. It says here, can you... <laughs> can you please play the game according Sorry. to my rules? <coughs> oh, bit of piss. <laughs> there we go again. There's it's like a fucking log flume in my vagina. <laughs> I'd ride that. Ah, I wouldn't get involved in this labia. <laughs> labia love tunnel. <laughs> that will be the name of your theme park. Can we call the episode Labia Love Tunnel? <laughs> but he's like, no. Absolutely That's disgusting. Not. I'm not putting my name to any of this shit. <laughs> okay. Place the palm of your hand on the cover of the book. I'm going to close my eyes and say, Red book, can I enter your game? <laughs> Keep your eyes closed and open a book <laughs> to a random page and point to a sentence and it will give me the answer to my question and then I'm going to pass it to you. Okay. Red book, can I enter your game? There was, there was scarcely any traffic. Streets were intimate as courtyards. <sighs> this is how you're going to get home. <laughs> Do you reckon I can Very enter? quickly, I no traffic. I can enter. Okay. Now, um, my question is, are yeah. you supposed to keep your eyes closed when you put... Because you just chose the sentence then. Oh, you just went, I do it again? Uh, okay, red book can I enter your game. Yeah, I think you should close your Why eyes. Why don't you do it? Okay. You do it. You have to say, shut your eyes. Yeah. And say, red book, can I enter your game? Do I have to wait for a response? No, then you open it, keeping your eyes shut, and then point to a sentence and read it out. Red book, can I enter your game? Eyes shut. What does it say? It says, clambering up to the town in the hard noon silence. I am, uh, well. Well, you're clambering up, so, so you're going towards it, so that means you're entering the game, What I think. fucking book is this? Don't ask questions like that. Zamora Toro. So, okay, now you need to um, shut your eyes. Yeah. Sh- do I need to remember what that was? No, okay. Now, um, now what I want <coughs> you to do is ask the book anything you want. So, oh, any question, is it about, you know, are you going to get haunted tonight? Or, you know, will you die by drowning? Or, like, whatever you want to ask. Will me. I have sex soon? It's been a while. And I'd quite like some. Ask the Hueco Libro. Is that what I said? That's what I said. So I now open the book. Yeah, open it up. Point to a random sentence. <gasps> I mean... It's empty. It's that a, means no. It's, empty, it's blank. It's a fucking Absolute empty page. Blank. That means empty, like my cavern. <laughs> okay, so that's a no. My lady for your cavern. Labia. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. Shall that's I not good. Maybe something? have I had sex for the last time? Yeah, because you nearly died by bath. Oh fuck! This is not good. Can you ask it the same question? Okay. Well, you've got a boyfriend. That's stupid. So what shall I ask? What do you, what do you want me to find out? Um, when's Hannah going to have sex again? Okay. Red book. When will Hannah have sex again? I thought it was going to be blank again. Oh, shit. It says... A gang of youths <laughs> who earned their living in spiking handbags <laughs> with fish hooks who got rid of their loot in the bars and brothels. Oh, my God! Ah! I always wanted to get that! Yay! <laughs> We've not had to call that. I had to call 
that a success? That is amazing. That is absolutely incredible. You are going to get... Get some. I'm going to get so laid. Mm, bone zone. I'm going to get laid hard. <laughs> okay, so this is a text exchange. Uh, oh, fuck off. Okay, it's a text exchange between two people called Annie and Davy. Annie, you asleep? 131. Davy, no. Guess you're not either. Sticky out tongue face. 131. It's a very quick text and I like it. Annie, can't. It's the wind. Sound like cats are fighting. What's your excuse? 132. Studying. Sad face. 132. That was Davy. Forgot to say it. 132. Annie. So that's what they call porn now. <laughs> Sticky out tongue face. Very funny. Davy. 132. Annie. WTF? Exclamation mark. Exclamation mark. Exclamation mark. Annie. 134. Not denying it. Sticky out tongue face. Davy is typing. I still can't believe what Johnny did today. Ooh. 136. Annie, me neither. That boy has issues. 136. Annie, 136. What the fuck? The wind sounds so loud. That doesn't sound normal. Lol. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Annie. Rock Davy, up. 136. No wind over here, just rain. Annie, 137. Lucky you, I need my beauty sleep. Stick out tongue face. Davy, damn right you do, winky face 137. I'll just fuck off pair of you. What? You mean I look 138? Annie, shit. I think I heard grav- footsteps on the gravel outside. Davy, 139. Get your crazy dad to check it out, bit harsh. What? Annie, 139. I'm home alone. The fam are on holiday, remember? I told you this. Davy, really? Till when? We should hang out. Wait, lads, lads, lads. <laughs> Annie, one forty. They really sound like footsteps, but there's something odd about them. I should look out the window, but my bed is so warm. Davy, sure you want to look out the window when you're alone? What if there really is someone there in your garden looking up at you? Annie, one forty-two. Not funny, David. Davy, one forty-two. Wow, chill. I'm sure it's nothing. Annie. 142. Gonna check. BRB. Davy. 143. If there's something strange in your neighbourhood, who are you gonna call? <laughs> Annie. Davy. There's someone in the garden. Davy. Really? Yes. I can see his back. Davy. What's he doing? Annie is typing. He's looking for something. He's on his hands and knees. Oh, fuck. Davy. Is Davy. He must be high, probably looking for his drugs. Fuck off, Davy. Annie, Davy, this is serious. What should I do? Davy, nothing. He'll go away by himself. Annie, he's now digging with his bare hands. Oh. I know, yeah. He's turning <laughs> around. Davy, what does he look like? Annie. Davy, what the fuck? This isn't funny. Davy, what? Annie, how are you doing that? Davy. What are you talking about? Annie. I can see that it's you. In my garden. How are you writing here without touching your phone? Look up. I'm by the window. Can't you hear me banging on it? The end! That's great. It's not the end, but we kind of had to finish. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Thank you for listening to Thank you so much for listening to Ghost Huns. We appreciate it. <laughs> See you next week when I'm not full of phlegm. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.